0: Morning Achievers, Ajit Sudhu from Invincible Achievers here. Um, So yesterday I was talking about irresistible offer. Now today I'm going to be talking about um, story, how to sell through a story. This is one of the next challenges in the 30-day challenge of Russell Brunson's 30 Days Challenge. Um, It is one part that I have learned about previously through Jay Abraham and through uh, many different other sales gurus. Um, but Russell Brunson explains it in the most easiest way. So what he explains is every story has a backstory. Um, so in any situation that you, are, you have been in or you are in, the things that you have achieved has always started with a backstory, some, somewhere where you started beforehand when you didn't have your superpowers of your achievement, you, that's all stripped off, it was, it was way back before. And at that point, you had a desire to, to, to achieve something, to achieve the thing that you, you've got now. So there's two aspects that you have, which is external desire and an internal desire. When you start going through the journey, you reach a wall and it blocks you off. Um, and you have to overcome this wall, and and lots of people are usually at that wall when you are trying to sell to them. To overcome that wall, you have to use the epiphany uh, bridge script. So it's where you all of a sudden had had an aha moment uh, when you came to the realization that to achieve your outcome, you would be able to achieve it through a vehicle some some kind of vehicle, and that was the new opportunity and then you made a plan to actually achieve it but then you uh, then you end up with a conflict and you overcame that conflict and you got two things which was one was the actual achievement but one was the transformation um, so today 's homework I am assuming i haven 't checked it yet um, it's probably going to be my building my origin story. But with myself, I mean, every everything you've always achieved, there is always this type of story that you can actually tell. Um, so there's many things that I've achieved. One big thing that I achieved uh, was martial arts. In my martial art career, I, when I was young, I really wanted to um, be a martial artist. I used to watch martial art movies. I wanted to be powerful. I went to many different classes just couldn't um couldn 't connect with the teachers didn't like the whole kata and karate then i one day i um I had a huge argument with my cousin that almost ended up in in a full out brawl, and I had so much fear inside of me I mean I was trying to act powerful, trying to be strong, but I had so much fear and i didn't like that fear and that 's when I thought, you know what enough 's enough and this is at the age of twelve. I I thought that's enough. Enough is enough. I need to go and become a martial artist. I need to know how to defend myself. So I found a (coughs) local martial art club. (coughs) Excuse me. I found a local martial art club. um, And it was taekwondo, which was all to do with legs, mostly 80% legs and 20% was hands and I started to learn and, ab- and, and, and absorb all the information that was being given to me from all the techniques and, and I was really enjoying it um, and then I reached a, a, a black belt level and I thought yes I'm the best I am here. this is it I'm the, I'm the ultimate nobody can beat me Ugh. but then <clears throat> I decided to go to another club and show off my skills through my egotistic ways, walked in and was like, Yeah, I'm black belt. Um, I could do this, I could do that. I could do the splits, I could do the flips, I could do all of this. And the teacher said, Yep, that's fine, come on out. He was, he was a lovely guy, one of my best friends at the moment. Um, and he got me out in front of everyone, and I started to do my techniques. We touched gloves, we start, I started to do my techniques, did throwing my kicks, throwing my punches, and all of a sudden, he did one kick into my stomach, and I fell to the ground. And I couldn't breathe. And I was gasping for breath whilst holding my stomach and tears were almost pouring down my eyes but I had to act strong. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm perfectly fine. And the teacher pulled me to the side and said, hey, just breathe. And I, I was sit, sitting in the corner, crumpled up, holding my stomach, trying to get a gasp of breath. And I just couldn't get a gasp of breath but holding my tears back because I was in a martial art club and being a black belt. And I looked at my teacher and I looked at the, the instructor and I thought I need to learn from him and I gave up my taekwondo and I started on the, on, on the path of shentai uh, freestyle martial arts um, which I did for many years, um, achieved two black belts there, Learned every aspect of stand-up martial arts from judo to kung fu, um, <clears throat> judo, kung fu, kickboxing, uh, Philippine martial arts, uh, capoeira, all of that was incorporated into the, into the martial arts. And then I went and decided to go to another club just to test out my skills. And this was now Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, which is all about groundwork. But this time I didn't go with an ego. I walked in because I wanted to actually learn and I explained it to the teacher that I wanted to learn. And again, I was choked out, beaten, lying on the floor turned around to the guy and said you gotta teach me and now since that day i've been doing brazilian jiu-jitsu with uh, my my instructor and my best friend Um, and that's been about seven years but i've achieved martial arts excellence but i also achieved humility and that was the that was the key humility because people that turn into black belts they always think yeah i'm the best i've achieved but the true achievement of getting a black belt is becoming humble and that comes back that comes back to that comes back to what we do in our everyday life every single time we go on a journey we always go on this path to achieve we always want to want to get the end goal but it's the journey that transforms you. Because when you start off, just like when you start off a business, just like myself, when I started a business, it's all about the money, I need to make money, need to make profit, keep going, yeah. I'll be rich, I'll be driving in a Lamborghini. But then as you're going down the journey, all of a sudden you realize that it's not about the money. It's about adding value. And this has happened to me over and over and over again until I came into the nursery world where I decided I'm just gonna go and add value. I'm not gonna even do it for the money because I know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna go down this path and then I'm gonna want the money and I'm gonna reach a wall where I'm gonna be having an internal conflict with myself thinking I can, I can cut costs and I can uh, reduce wages and I can get new staff or I can add value and increase the staff's uh, knowledge and spend money there, increase the resources that the children have, spend money there, Give more, be there more, make it the best. And that's the path that I've... I think every entrepreneur always goes down that route. And it's all to do with humility. You will have to be humble to achieve. There's no point in achieving if you're going to be egotistic. Because all that's going to happen is you're going to end up in in a dojo. And someone else who's humble and who's achieved is going to kick you in the stomach. And you're going to be lying on the floor, crumpled up in the corner, trying to hold your tears back because you thought you were so tough, but you're not. But that's because your ego just got kicked. Humility never gets kicked. Humility, you get kicked in the stomach, you jump up, you say, thank you, let's go, keep going. Let's keep moving forward. And that's what achievers are. That's what you guys are. That's what we are. We are achievers, but we add value. We add value to people's lives. We add value... to To everyone we touch, we add value to our business, our relationship, our health. We are achievers. We're going to keep moving forward and you guys are all going to have a fantastic day. Thank you so much. See you tomorrow. Bye. Good morning, achievers. It's Ajit Sudo from Invincible Achievers. So today, this morning, I woke up and I did my reading. Um, and also I've started to listen to a new Audible by Michael Haig, The Heroes 2 Journey. And what I've learned from my reading this morning, which was from the Expert Secrets, and also listening to Audible, was The Heroes 2 Journey. Now, every single movie, every single script, most scripts, 90% of the scripts, fantastic scripts of the Hollywoods, um, they all go through this Heroes 2 journey. The way the, director, the screenwriters actually set out the story is they have a, a, a chart in front of them and they draw out the character, the main character that's going to be in the story. And they in the first 10%, they let everyone know about the, the character of this person what type of person they are, um, and what they desire, what, what, what they actually want to achieve. They also have an internal conflict that they would have. Um, and from there, the first 10%, the character, we should be able to have two of five of these things to build rapport, which is either the character needs to be a, a victim, in jeopardy, likable, funny, or powerful, now from that it transcends to the person the character actually leaving their place just like um just like in uh the movie's cars he had to at the beginning he was uh, racing racing along uh lightning mcqueen everyone thought he was he was powerful he was funny but then he also had a desire to win the Piston Cup, um, and he had an internal conflict um, that he didn't have any friends, and then they left that to go to another place where they were going to race for the Piston Cup. But in between, a situation arose, and that's where the next part is have uh, occurs, which is the conflict. Um, so in the conflict, there's emotional conflict, and there's also uh, a transform. There's two types of journeys that that, that the character will take. One is of achievement and one is of transformational. Now the achievement is to, like for Lightning McQueen, it was to get the Piston Cup, to actually win the cup. The actual transformational journey is the underlying journey, but the main journey, and that was him becoming humble and gaining friends, learning how to gain friends, and also realizing that the Piston Cup was just an empty cup like Doc Hudson tells him. Um, And at the end, when he is about to achieve his desire, um, he actually stops at the finish line and goes back and pushes King through, which is his second journey, which is transformational. And that is so vivid in the movie. So with the first one, he didn't achieve his Piston Cup one, but he actually achieved the second one. Um, But in every good movie, there's always two. One is an external one, which is the achievement that they want to get. But the internal one is the second journey. Now, during the journey to reaching the desire, an old belief which identifies a character is broken and a new belief is created. Um, And during that process of the conflict, they always in the movies get to a point where they can either go back to old life or step to the next part into the life. And that's where I really hit home today, because when I was reading that and understanding it, um, I was looking at it to see how it related to the yesterday's uh, example about um, the Epiphany Bridge story. and I think I'm at this, my my life, um, I'm at the point of the conflict, the, the final conflict. I can either go back or move forward. And being an achiever, I'll always move forward. Um, and moving forward, meaning it, it means giving up the old life and moving forward, breaking through the barriers and completely transforming uh, to either achieve the outcome that I want or to completely transform myself internally. And that's the point that I'm at at the moment. Um, so that is what my insight is today. That is what I'm reporting today from my, my readings and, and um, my, my books. And I will speak to you tomorrow. Bye. How you doing, Achievers? i just do from Invincible Achievers. So today, it's, um, I'm... I'm Today is the day before I fly off to Dubai, which is going to be absolutely awesome. I'm looking so forward to it. Um, I'm going to be able to spend some time with my children. Um, I spend a lot of time with my cho- children, but not as much as I would like to because I am constantly working. Now, this is what I wanted to talk about. Sometimes, achieving, you need to have a balance. I'm a type of person that <clears throat> I'm a type of person that um, can't stop. I keep going. I keep moving forward. That's what I always teach: just keep moving forward. We can do it. And today, my wife, Bakshi, said, "Listen, you gotta stop today. You gotta pack. We're flying off tomorrow. You haven't even packed." I said, "Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. I'll get it done. I'll get it done." I brought my laptop to the back here. This is where I work as well. This is my office. This is my powerhouse, this is, my, this is where my anchor is. Uh, set up my, my laptop, started working, and I couldn't stop. And it wasn't I couldn't stop, I didn't want to stop, because I enjoy working so much. And it's not work, it's more fun, it's more play. And, um, and then it got to the point where it hit two o'clock, I said one o'clock, I said, sweet, one o'clock, I'll stop. And then it hit two o'clock, got a text. You're not here yet. I thought, oh, geez, I'm t- just in the back house here. Okay, so shut my computer, ran, to the, ran back. Um, and then I, I started packing. And I felt so tired and overwhelmed. It, and I said that, I mentioned this to my son. I said, it feels like I've just gained a ton of bricks on my back. And I didn't understand why I had gained a ton of breaks. Um, But it just felt so overwhelming. And I realised that working and and being entrepreneurial and developing is so much easier for me than taking a break and stopping. And I always find this on Saturdays as well. I take a day off on on a... I try taking a day off on a Saturday. I do take a day off on Saturday. Um, But I always feel... Like, I'm so addicted to work, addicted to achieving, that I need to gain a balance in life. Um, Which isn't too bad because being addicted to work and being addicted to the gym is absolutely awesome rather than being addicted to alcohol and womanizing or whatever people are addicted to nowadays. Um, But I realized that I am addicted to it because I felt a ton of bricks. On my back, and I just had to relax and it takes a time it takes it takes a good day for an entrepreneur to actually just wind down and relax, but once they do, I know from previous experience, then you just kind of relax and new information starts to flow in um yeah, so that's 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 what happened today so and I started feeling right like slightly down. Starts to get all groggy, and I, and and I had to over overcome it. And I said, "Listen, I gotta go to the gym." So now I'm in the gym, gonna do a workout, and I'm feeling great again, feeling powerful. Um, and then straight after the gym, gonna gonna sort out the hair and get ready to get ready for holidays. But today it was just about the work life balance is crucial, but the balance for an entrepreneur is always gonna be eighty percent. Production and moving forward 80 or even 90 and 10% is going to be relax and just switch off Um, And that doesn't mean that does not mean you do not spend time with your children or your family or your wife That the relaxation part is the brain switching off You always spend time with your family family is the key the reason why we do what we do is to add value to the world, to to people's lives. And if we're not adding value to our loved ones, then there's really no point in us doing what we're doing. And I really, really mean that from the bottom of my heart. this This is the hardcore truth. This is where a lot of entrepreneurs fail. They focus too much on the work and not on the family. And you just have to know why you are doing it. You get it? you getting this? This is it. I'm coming closer to the camera. Family is the key. You got it? Okay, I'm off. <laughs> just testing out the camera here. I need to keep looking at the camera. Okay, listen guys, keep achieving, keep moving forward, I love you all. And I will try to make some videos over there uh, in Dubai. I just don't know if I've got connection. If I get connection, I will make a video. Um, but I'm kind of getting used to this and I'm loving it. And I'll see you later. Bye. Good morning Achievers Ajit Sidhu here speaking live from Dubai. Uh, you, I don't think you can see it um, if you are watching on Facebook uh, if not it would be the one the podcast. Um, today what I wanted to talk about is uh, patience being on a holiday with the family and synchronizing with everyone, it's so important. The only way we can synchronize with our family is through patience. And I learned the art of patience when um, I lost my voice at the age of 12. At the age of 12 to 18, as I have mentioned previously, um, I lost my voice. I went to India with my father um, in the hopes of building my confidence and um, and being able to be alone from the family, just with my fa- father. And as we went to India, I was, um, I was walking in the fields, and as I was, it's a very strange story, and I don't think there's anything related to this, um, but the, in the fields, there was this white thing on the floor, and I, as I kicked it, I thought, what is that? It looks like a ball." and as I picked it up, I looked at it, it was a skull. And I dropped it, and I was like, ugh, disgusting. And I started wiping my hands. Um, But from that point on is when I actually lost my voice. Um, I don't believe in black magic, but it was just coincidence coincidence that it actually happened on that time. Now, from losing my voice, my confidence, whereas I went with my father to gain confidence, my confidence completely disappeared from the age of 12 to 18 just because people could not understand me. Um, I was speaking with a lot of hand gestures. Um, Sound was coming out. In my head, I was actually speaking correctly, but from my voice, it wasn't coming out properly. But what I realized is I needed patience. At that time, when you speak to someone, it's like when you have a bunged up nose. I've got a slight bunged up nose today. When you have a bunged up nose and you can't speak properly and people say, what, what? Can you say that again? What? Say that again? That is um, annoying and frustrating. And to overcome that on a consistent basis, to have that on a consistent basis and to overcome it, I had to build my patience. I had to slow down. I had to start emphasizing my words. And it was only at the age of 18 when I went into um, martial arts Shentai club and I got kicked in the stomach. And I was lying on the floor, crouched over that I realized at that point that um, I had to be humble and humble plus patience is what got my voice back. And maybe it was a journey that I had to go through to actually get my confidence and humility. Um, It's like what they say, if you ask, you shall receive. And sometimes when you ask, you don't understand the journey that you will be taking. And when you start taking that journey, you're like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? It's because if you go back and realize you asked for it and now you've got it. So suck it up and keep walking and keep going forward. Um, And that's what I learned from there um, is patience. And sometimes now, patience my patience is challenged because it's taken to a new level and anyone that has children uh, anyone that's a parent knows the patient is always gonna patience is always gonna be challenged and luckily for me I had gained a lot of patience prior to this Um, but I always have to work on it and it's a consistent basis It's exactly like going to the gym pumping up iron, iron for six months and you're ready for the beach the beach is out there um, ready for the beach, you stop you 're all good, and you go to the beach, and when you come back after your holiday you 've eaten too much, your tummy 's popping out, and you think ah i 've done it i've achieved it, and you just drop down, and your muscle disappears, and the fat comes back we don 't want that. every skill you have to work at it consistently and be patient because the results will up here. And that's all I've got to say for today. Uh, Be great, keep moving forward, and I love you guys. See you later, bye. Good morning Achievers. Uh, Today I'm in Dubai, sitting here at six o'clock in the morning, I've been awake since four o'clock, hit the gym, achieved my goal of doing a awesome workout and now I'm about to hit my mission, Uh, for the day my my challenge for the day um, my work that I'm going to be doing Um, I have been trying to upload some uh, some podcasts Um, didn't want to miss a day but what I was doing was doing Facebook lives ripping out the audio and trying to transfer that information here Uh, but unfortunately it wasn't a success so now I am doing a separate feed I've just done a Facebook live and now i'm here just quickly sharing the information that i have gained today Uh, when i say gained it's always just a reminder because everything that we all of our experience and everything that we have is um something that we have already inside of us and it's gone in our subconscious and sometimes it's, it's great to be reminded and it comes back to the conscience change slightly and put back into the subconscious um, so it can be utilized much 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 better um so today is, the information that i wanted to share was and this is a reminder for me as well is about being a guardian to your mind it's so important to be a guardian of your mind every single day we watch the tv adverts news um social media news feeds all of this information is being fed to us, and this information has been has been done in a way where marketers have companies have spent millions to be able to program you to actually think in certain ways. Especially with adverts, um, with the news, with the news, watching the news. I mean, we shouldn't even be watching the news; we should be reading the news—the read that, the news that we want to read watching the news or seeing social media as you're flicking through the information goes in to our head and and it manipulates us and changes us on the way we think and we have to always stand in guard of our mind Um, just because if we're feeding our mind with negativity then our outcome, our results that we have will be a negative negative one and this is so, so important information uh, that I, I practiced uh, four years ago. I, I was here in Dubai. I made a decision. I made a decision that I was going to give up all news, all new social media, everything. And I wasn't going to watch adverts, which I did. I actually said to myself, I'm going to do it forever. And I went on this mission. Uh, but during that time, I've been, I have so much more uh, time for myself because my mind wasn't Preoccupied, ninety, eighty 80 to 90% of my, my mind was freed up just by giving up all social media and giving up all news. And I was able to think the way I would like to think and not the way everyone else wants me to think. And from there, I was able to learn and take courses and read more, um, read more books. And to actually analyze my brain it was actually like like in the I, I said this to my wife i said it was it's like because she asked me how what does it feel like to not always grab your phone and look through social media and, and 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 start looking through um the information scrolling 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 and realizing that 15 15 to 20 minutes to 45 minutes has has just passed and i said i tell you what it feels like it feels like in the movie Superman when he flies up into space and he looks down onto Earth and he can see it from thousands and thousands of miles above and nobody else can see it that's what it feels like and when I was used, when I speak to people or, or I spoke to people at that time they would say certain things I knew where they were coming from because it was it wasn't truly them they were getting information false information because there's so much false information out there and we just have to be guardians of our mind and um the 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 sequences of my life has led me to come back into social media because the time had come now to actually share this information to share my life experience because in everyone's life as they're as they're achieving they reach a plateau Um, And as you reach higher levels you Every single person reaches this plateau and the information that I I've been given by my mentor Russell Brunson He said that we need to share this information that releases it to the world and that allows more information to come in And it's so true since I've been publishing almost every day for the past two weeks or a week and a half or so I've kind of like it's like cleaning up your your room your room is is, t- un, is is messy and there's clothes on the floor and toys on the floor and, well, some people might not have toys on the floor but, I do, <laughs> um, and then you have your books and and all of a sudden it starts to get organised and once you start getting organised, that's when the magic starts happening, and more information starts coming up, coming in and the realisation that comes in. But also you learn through teaching, and that's what I'm doing as I'm as I'm just putting this information out on the podcast i'm learning i'm learning and it's reminding me the information that i've got because once the information goes to the subconscious you act upon it every single day but you don't realize why you're acting upon it until it's heard again and this information is my 99 in your subconscious already and it's just being brought up by listening to this and you're able to shift it around, make it better, and push it back down, and plant it back so, uh, into the soil so it can grow into a bigger tree. Um, and that is the, the, the information that I would want to share today. Um, it's not a very long podcast today just because I need to hit my mission, and it's my son's birthday today, and I would like to be there when he wakes up and sees his room completely decorated Um, for him so i'm gonna go now keep achieving keep moving forward and take care of each other and add value love you bye good morning achievers uh i'm still in dubai Uh, it's morning here i've woken up super early to actually do the work i got lots of work to do yesterday was my my son and my wife's birthday Uh, we spent it in Legoland Dubai it was absolutely amazing it was about 35 degrees but not many people there so we got on all the rides very very quick Um, however wasn't able to do any work so I've fallen slightly behind but to make up for that I've woken up one hour earlier um, and I'm here now ready to hit the books so I'm just gonna quickly mention my insight for the day Um, And I'm just reporting it to myself as well Because I'll be listening to this in a few days I want to quickly have a quick discussion about A paradigm Paradigm shift Everyone's heard about the word paradigm shift And if you haven't, this is a great concept Paradigm is Paradigm is a set of beliefs A set of rules that we set So for instance, when we play a play tennis or play a sport there's a set of rules set of uh, uh, beliefs that we have about ourselves and that's a paradigm but to shift it we train harder we experience more the more we go to that sport and do it over and over and again like for instance myself I um, I do martial arts and um, when I was in taekwondo and I got my black belt in Taekwondo, after spending four of—I think it was four years—doing my black belt in Taekwondo, I thought I was the best. I had ego in me, and when I went to um, my next class, which was Shentai Freestyle Martial Arts, mixed martial arts, which was all stand-up again, I got there and my amazing friend and my instructor at that time made a circle, kicked me in the stomach. And I landed on the floor, it was just one kick that destroyed a black belt. And I landed on the floor and my ego just splashed all over. And I just realized that I had to be humble at that time. But not only did did I have to be humble, I had a paradigm shift of my belief of me being the greatest to me being nothing. And I had to start all over again and start training. And that was a paradigm shift because my belief was kicked out of me um so when a paradigm occurs i mean another paradigm shift that that occurred many years back was what christopher columbus when everyone was saying that the world is flat and he did, he had the belief that he could prove that the world was round and when he proved it the whole world the paradigm shifted And that's what we have to understand. We have to understand that when we set ourselves beliefs and set of rules, we limit ourselves. We stop ourselves from growing. We stop ourselves from achieving. So when we study something, we study something intently. And then all of a sudden we think that we've learned everything about it. And we stop. But that's when we realize that we've created a set of rules set of beliefs what we do need to do is continue our studying and in this one thing that um, was mentioned to me by Stephen Larson from the 30-day uh, challenge Russell Bronson's 30-day challenge was we are all we are all um, avid studiers we are all people that want to study and learn and keep studying and studying unnecessary information what we do need to do is focus on what the, what we need to know now and the next step. That's it. When we start learning about 10 steps or learning about the entire business before we've even taken the first step, we're never going to take the first step because everything is completely scary. If we knew, anyone who drives a car, if they knew what it takes to actually drive a car, to actually put the key in, turn the ignition, uh, check, the, check the mirrors Put your seatbelt on um, to, to put, the, put gear one Clutch control Moving forward Controlling it all Gear two Gear three Gear four Putting the brakes on It's a scary process But if we all only study Put the key in Turn the ignition Okay What's next? What's next? What's next? Then we can start achieving more um, Because we're taking steps and that, in itself, is a small paradigm shift that I had, because I was actually learning about 10 steps ahead, thinking that I need to know everything, and then starting again, which is a d- double waste of time. And paradigm shifts occur all the time. Um, and I've just done a, a pod, I've just done a Facebook live where I do explain this in depth in um, my Facebook uh, called um, "Invincible Achievers." So, with the paradigm shift, I've previously mentioned that compassion that we have. When we have compassion for someone, that is us understanding that everyone has had their own experiences in life. Once we understand that the people have their own experiences and everyone's a hero of their own journey, and that is what manipulates or allows them to behave in certain manners, then we can truly have a paradigm shift. It's just like uh, the example that um, um, uh, Stephen C- C- Covey, I think, wh- he mentioned. Um, he mentioned in, in his book, I, th- I think that's his name. I never remember names, it's unfortunate. Um, seven seven hi- Highly Effective um, Habits of hi- Highly... Seven, seven Habits of a Highly Effective People, the book. He mentions about uh, a father in, in, in the train and his three kids are, are running around riot. And one person is getting really annoyed with his children and he got up and he said, can you please control your children? They're annoying everyone. And the father says, yeah, I'm really sorry, I should do. But we've just come back from the hospital. They've just, I've just lost my wife and they've just lost their mother and they don't know how to control themselves. That was a complete paradigm shift. And that's when that person decided to help out rather than judging. That's when the set of beliefs that that gentleman had changed completely and he had more compassion. And when a paradigm shift occurs, we can achieve more. And paradigm shifts only occur when we ask a better question because the only way we get better results or better answers is by asking better questions and asking a better question is the key to changing our state and if we can change our state to a higher level then we can achieve a higher amount so that is a whole circle there so you have a the way to get paradigm shift is asking better questions by asking better questions you you get into a better peak state Peak state and high energy is what results in better actions. And that is the truth. Uh, Anyone with children, uh, I'm a parent, so anyone with children, they know that if a child is messing around and you're in a peak state, you tend to get up and start messing around or you just like, oh, forget about it. But if they're messing around the same amount and you're in a poor state because you've um, you've got some you've had an argument with your partner, or you've had an issue with your business, or issue at work, what do you do? You let loose and say, no, can you just stop, sit down? And that is the difference of state control. So we do have to always be in peak state when we're making key decisions in our life. And the way to do that is by asking better questions. And by asking better questions, we can have our paradigm shift shifted it's very deep Uh, i'm not going to go too too much into it um it's just a reminder for myself as well so i am going to do my work because i am very behind and i will speak to you guys tomorrow Um, if you do want to ask questions then do jump over to uh, the facebook invisible achievers and um, follow me there ask questions there if you would like Uh, but Be great, keep moving forward, and I'll speak to you guys soon. Bye. Morning Achievers, Ajit Sudhu here. Um, So this is the final day in Dubai. I'm gonna be traveling home today, back to London. It's been fantastic, really fantastic. Um, So what, what, um, it's four o'clock in the morning at the moment, so I thought i will just quickly hit the gym. Uh, get my workout done. Get my my daily mentors telling me what to do and teaching me and to remind me. Uh, so now I'm here. On a quick note, because I do have a lot of uh, work to do from yesterday's mission of the thirty day challenge. Um, I wanted to have a quick discussion about um, happiness, and happiness is the key to achieving. Because if we actually ask ourselves, why do we do what we do, and we can say, yeah, we want the money, or we're trying to do it to get out of poverty, or we're trying to do it for um, our children, or we want to buy a Lamborghini, there's all different stages of life. But then, if you keep asking the question, why, why, why do you want that? Why do you want that? Why do you want that? It's usually about six to seven steps of why when you get back to because I want to feel happy. And so when we actually think that happiness is, when we know happiness is the final outcome that we want, then we can start to move in our journey to actually feel happy. But this is the key. There is no There's no End goal to get happiness It's not like You follow a big rainbow And at the end You get the pot of gold Which is happiness It's not that The actual journey The journey that we will will We take Is Happiness And if we actually start Setting our standards um, And perceiving Setting our standards in our head To say When I wake up I'm happy And When I'm playing with my children, I'm happy. When I'm in the gym, I'm happy. When I'm facing challenges in my life, I am happy. You make happiness the way, then achieving anything and everything becomes the profit, the bonuses, because we've already achieved what we wanted to. Because if you actually think about it, where does happiness actually come from? Think about it, where does it come from? Or all, all originates from within. One person's happiness is someone else's pain. And when we realize this, we can actually think, hold on. I can set the beliefs, the standards, the meaning for happiness. Some people have a meaning that they want. The only time they'll be happy is when they have 20 million pounds in the bank. Wow, that's a tough tough time to be happy huh so if you've got ten thousand you're going to be unhappy when you got ten million you're going to be ha- unhappy it's just there's other people that have the perception and the beliefs that the way they're going to be happy is when they wake up and they take a deep breath they take a deep breath in and then slowly exhale appreciating everything they have in their life everything they did yesterday, everything they will be doing today. That definition of happiness, that person is gonna be hitting happy in a few minutes when they wake up. So we have to define the happiness, have a definition, what is the meaning of happiness? How can we achieve happiness? And don't set the bar for happiness so big That it's unattainable or it's gonna take ages because you're just gonna be grumpy you're gonna be upset and and all the people around you are just gonna disappear because nobody wants to be around happiness and misery misery guts people are all gonna come along and hang around you and you're gonna think why are these people around me why life is real bad to me life is being really poor to me that is the truth and People might be thinking, "Oh, yeah, Ajit," but that's not the truth. But it is. Anyone, any time in my life when I've been in hospital, almost on my deathbed, three times in my life. Now, that's that. That'll be for a different time, a different podcast. That I'll I'll mention those little stories. I've always got to the point of happiness and realizing how life is absolutely awesome and then once gratitude comes that's when the true power comes of happiness and we have to set the meaning that, of happiness and from there we can build our empire we can create happiness for others we can be happy just walking from one place to another place That is a message that I want to give to to everyone. That's a message that I want to give to myself. That's a message that I would like to leave for my children in the future. Happiness is the way. There is no end result. But the second thing is, and this is something I need to practice on a consistent basis. I'm 99% of the time, 95% of the time, I'm happy inside. There's a five percent. The time when I forget and I get into the, the the horrible state, and and I have to catch myself and bring myself back. But the second point is, we actually have to show it. We actually have to show the happiness, and that's being cheerful. So being happy inside, you can be happy, but have a a grumpy face on, and people think, "Wow, you're grumpy. You okay? You okay? You okay?" People always ask that, and 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 to be honest. I get asked that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm absolutely happy. But we have to actually train our face muscles to smile, to be happy. If we're actually training our face to constantly be sad and a mouth down and a big frown on our head, then as we grow older, those muscles will become stronger and your face will become like that. And you don't. We all of us don't want to grow up to be grumpy old men or women. We want to be cheerful, and that is the key. Um, and also to with going back to my other podcasts when I mentioned about paradigm shift, um, it's just changing the beliefs. A paradigm shift. A paradigm is a set of beliefs that we have, a set of standards, a set of rules. If we just change that, we'll have a shift. Because what if? We could be happy all the time. What if life can be so joyable that when we wake up, we are ecstatic? What if we start using the words that mean amazing, excellent, fantastic, joyful, cheerful to us? What if it's possible? And if it is possible, then don't we have the right to actually be cheerful and be happy and to become happy when the outcome and the goal that we're trying to achieve is happiness? Just going to leave it there. Um, I'm going to go to the Facebook Live now and just quickly publish there. Um, And I'll see you guys. I'll speak to you all tomorrow. Have a fantastic time. Keep moving forward. And add value to everyone around you and be happy and cheerful. Bye. Morning, YouTubers. Ajit Siddhu here. Back in London now. Um, It's, I believe it's 6.30 in the morning. Um, The children have been awake since 4 o'clock because of the time difference. Um, But today I just want to do a quick quick talk about uh, environment. The environment that you set yourself. Uh, will result in how much you achieve. Um, we went away on holiday to Dubai, really nice, enjoyed ourselves, really connected with the children. When we came back, we came back to a building site. Um, we had small jobs of renovations, uh, painting job that was meant to be have finished, meant to have been finished before we came back, but we came to a building site with plugs sticking out, paint all the walls all wet. The doors um, all wet, the dust everywhere. Um, our area that one of the rooms wasn't meant to uh, be affected, but the, they had left the doors open and it was dust everywhere. Um, and coming back from the airport immediately in that environment and cleaning up made it a stressful time. And when stress hits, the children, they wanted to play with their toys. They couldn't play with the toys, it was all dusty. They couldn't go to, the, to the, any of the rooms because the plugs were all sticking out and it was a dangerous environment. They started arguing, they started to fight. Now in that scenario, how can we excel and move forward? We're, 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 we're stopped by the conflict, the environment so what we need to do is this the lesson from here is we need to analyze environment see if it's a mess see if the people that we're hanging about are they are they throwing their mess into our mind we need to analyze this constantly and stand guard um in of our mind but not only our mind but our our external environment our outside environment we need to look at it and see is it have we set up our envirom- environment for achievement for success or is it A mess and uh, that's gonna create conflict in relationship or with your family uh, or is a dangerous environment we need to analyze this because because if we want to achieve anything in our relationship in our health in our learning in our education we need to make sure our environment is set up that way Um, I'm just speaking slightly lower because the dust has affected my throat (laughs) And um, the children are upstairs running around. They should be coming down any second. Um, But that is something that we need to analyse. Set up your environment for success. And that's what today I just want to have a quick discussion about. Um, But yeah, have a fantastic time today. Just look around yourselves. See where you are at this moment of time. And see what you can do to make the environment much better so we can start moving forward to to achieving the small goals that we've set. Uh, But the bigger goals is the happiness and the environment that you're in will create your happiness as well. Um, And that is something that we need to remember. Have a fantastic day. Um, And I'll speak to you tomorrow. Bye. Morning, Achievers. Ajit Sidhu here. Uh, Just a quick one today. I've just done a Facebook Live um, on my Facebook page, which is the Invincible Achievers page. So if you do want to have in more depth information about this Topic, then do go over there. Um, I want to talk about dynamic shift that occurs in everyone's life. So, in the previous um, previous podcasts and previous publishing that I've done, I've spoken about I've spoken about um, being a guardian of your mind and being a guardian of your environment. Today. I wanna talk about the dynamic shift that will, it occurs. It has probably occurred in everyone's life and it will, if it hasn't, it will definitely occur if you're achieving. Um, the dynamic shift occurs when, when, you're, when you start achieving something and the world around you starts to change. But the world around you is not actually changing, you're changing because everything we see that's on the outside and of this 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 world, it's all available. It's just like going to a buffet uh, line and choosing the food that you want. One day you might wanna just eat salad and fish. Next day you might want some meat. The next day you might just want some cheese or crackers. And maybe the final day you might just want some cakes. You make a choice when you go to a buffet, that's the exact same thing with life. It's a huge buffet. We choose by the decisions that we make, the questions we ask in our mind, and what we focus on. If we're choosing a buffet of disgusting, horrible nastiness, and allowing garbage to be poured into our head, allowing all the people around us to throw their rubbish into our head, letting social media and news destroy our mind, then that's what we're gonna get. Because that's what the mind is going to be covered with. If we're choosing love, if we're choosing kindness, if we're choosing compassion, understanding that other people have experiences, different experiences than us, if we're choosing to add value to people's lives, then we will get the same. And that's why spiritual grooves and spiritual people always say, if you want love, give love. If you want happiness, give happiness. Because once you start giving happiness to people, that's what triggers off in your mind. Your eyes start to look for happiness because you're giving happiness. And that is the the key to the dynamic shift. However, the dynamic shift occurs in your natural growth and when you're having a natural growth in your life, the shift will happen. This is automatic. This is something that you will not be able to control but you will have a decision to either step over the threshold and accept the new challenges and the new life or to retreat and go back to your old life. This has occurred in my life in the past. Uh, three months. Um, A couple of months back, six or seven months, I was a completely different person. I would never, ever publish anything um, on podcasts. Very shy. Well, not shy. I could stand and speak in front front of a lot lot of people, but very introverted and a silent character. Um, But also I was, and I still am, a very confident person. I wanted to go to Tony Robbins Business Mastery for a very long time and finally I made a decision, paid the money, booked the tickets, went. That was the biggest challenge in my life just because I had Since my children had been born seven years ago with my, my first birth of my son, I had never ever left his side for more than a day. and. He had been with me for three days, sorry, two days, three days, I believe. And then my wife, who was working part-time, would take him for two days plus one day on the weekend when I would work. And then on the final day on Sunday, we'd have a family day. So we were dividing and conquering, um, but I had never left him. And then when my other son was born, it was even more tough because there's double amount of love. A double amount of someone looking up at you with their beautiful big eyes and their absolute loyalty and pure of heart. And to actually leave them was a huge challenge to me. And there's nothing wrong with leaving children for self-development or growth or even some alone time. Um, Everyone makes their own decisions. Everyone has their own life. For me, because I'm I'm in the nursery field, uh, childcare industry, at this moment of my life, I was trying to be true to myself and I didn't, want, I didn't want to leave my children. But then I made a decision knowing that this will be an investment within me and within the future of my children. Um, and on that, I went, I stayed in uh, Rotterdam in a room by myself. I was like a military man, waking up early, making my porridge, having my cucumbers, packing my bags, the night before actually, all my bags were packed. I would run all the way to the actual uh, theater, the auditorium, where Tony Robbins would be presenting from nine o'clock in the morning. So I would be there good at 7.30 to try to get the seats right at the front. But when I get there, I would study for an hour and a half and I would end up getting the seats at the front and I would watch Tony Robbins and listen and learn from nine o'clock in the morning till 12 o'clock at night. And anyone who knows Tony Robbins, he does not stop. He is the, the man, the machine, the soldier, the warrior. And I did the same. I had all my food in my bag and I would eat a quick nut bar or I would have a cucumber or an apple, all natural stuff, and continue, 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 uh, running to the toilet a couple of times and coming back. But it was non-stop until 12 o'clock or one o'clock in the morning, and that's when I'd run all the way back, pack my bags, shower, sleep for four hours, five hours, and jump back up and continue. continue. Absolute immersion, absolute amazingness. I am gonna do it again next year. I think it's in Amsterdam. Uh, I believe it is in Amsterdam. I'm gonna be going to in June. And it was complete immersion. And when when I had this complete immersion, a dynamic shift started to occur. And now in the past three months, my life has completely changed. Before I used to be going to work every single day, and now I'm actually working from my gym, with a fold-out table and a fold-out laptop table on top, um, I do this whole standing up work. And um, every hour, I do a quick routine and jump back in. I've started to work on my business rather than in my business. So I, I'm I'm available on phone or on the laptop on Skype. I've gone all internet, internet and computer techie savvy uh, in the past three months, which has been absolutely amazing for me because computers have always been. Uh, my enemy but now they are my absolute friend and with this change what has happened is my world has changed and now when I look around and I analyse and I see and I look at people it really starts to hit home how much change has occurred and this is where actors and big business people or big shifts occur in their lives and they have this dynamic shift and they end up leaving their partners or they leave their family or they leave their friends and then you have the friends or family in the media back chatting about the actor or the businessman saying, oh, he got too arrogant and he left and he did this and or she did that. But the truth be told, that person who had the dynamic shift either had a choice of bringing people up with them by giving the teachings and helping them but a lot of people will resist and then the other choice was to cut that rope so that person could continue to achieve. And that is a big decision that will have to be made in everyone's lives. Anyone who is an achiever, anyone who does want to progress because Unfortunately, we cannot take everyone with us on our hero's journey, our journey. Everyone has to have their own journey. And when the dynamic shift occurs, you have to make that decision and you have to have the ability to make that decision of standing on the threshold and think, do I take this leap of faith and take the next step or do I go back to my old life? And that's the decision, the dynamic shift that occurs in everyone's mind. So be prepared, get ready, keep working forward because that shift will occur. That's where the saying has come about, where the fish tank the, the fish tank gets too small for the fish. We are the fish. The fish tank will eventually get too small and we will have to make a decision. So keep moving forward, keep achieving. And keep adding value to people's lives and helping people and bringing them along. And if they can't come along, then let those people walk their own hero's journey and you continue in yours. Be great. Speak to you tomorrow. Bye. Morning, Achievers. Um, just spent uh, about 25 minutes doing a Facebook Live on Invincible Achievers uh, Facebook page Um, so I'm just going to do a brief one here (sighs) what I wanted to talk about today was um, a satisfaction conviction now that's a term in marketing that I read this morning and after I read this terminology I had a huge amount of brain dump that occurred and that's my terminology brain dump um It was a huge download of information that came into my head and I just want to share this information with you Because I think it's so valuable before it gets lost with all the daily grind Um, So Satisfaction conviction is a term in marketing which means satisfying the customer to a point uh, Before their purchase that they can't say no So like for instance some companies would give a trial period Now, a trial period um, is like a 30-day money-back guaranteed. Now, with a 30-day money-back money back guaranteed, that's a trial period. But to actually have a satisfaction conviction, now that is saying you, you have 30 days money-back guaranteed, plus you get to keep your products, um, or we'll give you interests we'll, on the money that you gave us, or we'll pay for... Your postage and packaging to send it back. Um, Amazon do that 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 uh, very well. Satisfaction conviction, and a lot of companies like Next do that as well. Saying, order the products, try them on. If they're not if they're not doing well, just ring us up and we'll come and collect it from your house. No payment needed. That's cool. Satisfaction conviction, and that allows you to take that step over. But when you break down the word satisfaction conviction, it basically means giving more, adding value. And we can relate satisfaction conviction to all parts of our life because every interaction we have with people when we're doing a podcast or we're speaking on Facebook Live or just having an interaction with um, our family or, or, or family members or, or with our children or at work with our colleagues, we should always be giving 100% more than 100%. Um, And if we're giving more than 100%, then we are actually creating a satisfaction conviction for the person or for the job that we're doing because when someone else comes and hears about this, they're going to come to you because they're going to know they're going to be getting more. So satisfaction conviction is in in your client's mind should be a trigger off in their mind saying, wow, they are really losing out here. How are they even able to do this? And that's something like Tony Robbins and Russell Brunson and um, Jay Abraham. All of the all of the, the the top speakers all give this. They give they add value. When you add value to someone's life, they give so much more than we can give them. I mean, the small amount that we can give. Tony Robbins, Russell Brunson, or all the other mentors, the highly mentored people is money. But what they're giving is so much more information, they're changing lives. And we can do that in a start off small and it might catch fire by adding value. And the other thing that I I was talking about was the 100%. When I was young, and I used to do tasks. I used to do tasks in a, in a city manner as children would do. Um, they w- I would want to play, I would want to go outside, uh, but my parents would give me chores and I would do a quick chores, um, a quick sweep of the floor, a quick hoover of the floor. And my parents would always say, Are you satisfied with that? Are you proud of that? And I'll be like, uh, Yeah, I'm proud of it. But then, then, what they would always say is, Whenever you work, if you're working for a pound, Make sure you're giving two pounds worth of value. If you are working, if someone assumes that you should be working 100%, you should be giving 150% or 200%. Because if you are only giving 100%, and now this is where I hope that anyone listening would get a paradigm shift. And if you don't know what paradigm shift means, go back to my previous podcast podcast paradigm shift, a paradigm is basically a set of beliefs that everyone has about certain things or certain things that they can do, um, are rules that they set. A shift occurs when it is broken, is completely changed. Um, the point where if anyone's done, uh, um, if anyone has jumped out of a plane or I don't know what the word is, where you get the rope and you go down <laughs> down the hill side of a mountain when you're on the edge, you're looking down, or when you're on the edge of the plane, you believe that you can't do it. There's fear that blocks you. There's all the set of rules and, and beliefs that you might splat on the floor. But when you take that step, that is when a shift occurs, because all of a sudden you can do it, and you now become a person that you can do it. And that's the difference, where if you're only working 100 percent. You're only staying the same. If you're working at 101% or more, then you're growing because that 1% shift will take you to a different destination. If you put an angle of 1% and have a starting point and you draw a straight line up and that's 100%, that 1% shift down the line in the future is going to be completely different from the line of a hundred percent. Now, if you're working less than a hundred percent, if you're going in depressed or sad or upset or angry, or you're uh, interacting with your partner or interacting with your children in less than a hundred percent, then you're not staying the same. You're actually dying. You're you're, you're shrinking. I re- I relate this. Back to my gym, I do these podcasts in my gym. This is my powerhouse. If I can pick up 30 kgs, like for instance, um, I used to pick up, uh, I used to do CrossFit until I injured my shoulder um, through a throw my friend did uh, whilst we were doing MMA uh, martial arts. And he swept me and he fell on top of me and crushed my shoulder. And my shoulder, something happened, but through mind, mindfulness, I have tried, I've healed it. Um, But I started to pick up the weights slower than usual, whereas before I used to pick up weights at speed. And now picking up the weights at slow, I used to only pick up about 20 kgs um, dumbbells on both sides, just for chest press, just for more tone. And then I thought, well, now I'm doing it slowly. I can control it more. So I'll start taking it up higher and higher and higher. I eventually got to 32, 34 kgs dumbbells both sides. Uh, To some, that might be less. To me, the last time I did 34 kgs was when I was 21. um, And holding up a, a dumbbell and doing it is much more tougher than holding a barbell. And this was before I went off on holiday to Dubai. Yesterday, I tried picking up 34 kgs and I couldn't. I only could do 25. Why? Because on holiday, I didn't pick up the weights. On holiday, I relaxed. On holiday, I wasn't giving 100%. I was giving less because I was relaxed. And that's where it comes to. If you're picking up less than the maximum amount, then your muscles are shrinking. And that's with life as well. If you can pick up 30 kgs, you should be working on 32. If you can do 32, you should be working on 34. You should be constantly increasing. If you can pick up 30 kgs and you're only picking up 15 kgs, your muscles are going to shrink. And and when you try picking up the 30 kgs, you won't be able to. And that's the same thing with life on everything we do. And that's where it, it all relates to with adding value. When we add value, it should always be much more than 110%, more than 100%. If, it, if you can just give 1%, just give it one, one extra percent. That's it, every single day. But make sure you hit the 101% or more, because that's where the difference happens and you're achieving. And I'm going to uh, cut it off here because I'm not going to do a 25-minute or 30-minute uh, podcast. Um, if you do want to know more information, head over to the um, Invincible Achievers Facebook page, um, and follow me there where I do Facebook lives. Um, if not carry on listening to this and I'm going to finish it here. Keep moving forward, keep achieving, um, and keep adding value to everyone's life. See you later. Bye. How you doing achievers? Ajit Sidhu here. Um, I had just had a quick meeting with um, one of my leaders of my company and we were discussing branding and branding is branding is um branding is not understood by many companies branding is a hard thing to do when you own a company um people think branding is colors and uh, font types and um clothing that's not the true meaning of branding. The foundation of branding is emotion. What emotion do you instill or give when people see your logo or see your colors? It's like, for instance, Virgin. When you see Virgin's uh, logo, they you immediately know that it's going to be great customer service. When you see a, a different... Um, the example that we discussed with Starbucks, when you see that logo, you s- you immediately think socializing and spending time with friends. Um, They might not have the best coffee or the best product, but the atmosphere, they were the first to create that atmosphere. And that's where they have the brand of hanging out. After work with your colleagues or with your friends and having a cup of coffee, that's the brand. We have to always think, what is our brand and how can we, how can we, how can we influence the emotions that goes with it? The brand that we're trying to create at the moment um, is slightly different um, and that, Creating a brand takes a long time because you have to put a lot of procedures in place. You have to get the core correct and everyone has to be doing what you want them to do. So, for instance, like Disney. Disney is the happiest place on earth. That's the brand. When you see Disney, you feel happy. But every single person that works there always has to have a smile and always has to be pleasant and they always have to uh, be... be, um, be presentable and uh being be able to help that is what brand disney has created and even when you watch the watch the movie um disney movies you get the feeling of happiness um and joy so that is where where branding is very important but then you bring it back to your own life we as individuals walk around and we don't brand ourselves we don't actually look at the brand that we're creating. Your name is individual to yourself. So the brand that you create is it has to always be assessed. Are you gonna be the happy one? Are you gonna be a powerful person? Are you gonna be a helpful person? Are you gonna be adding value? This is something that you need to think and create because if you don't create it, then You're not measuring it you won't be able to know what people think you have to create your own personal brand on purpose being happy is one thing but having joy is another do you have a smile on your face or are you grumpy or are you angry that's the emotions that we have to always be thinking and that's where branding can start from yourself and if you do have a company you can actually instill that type of brand in everyone um and you just have to always look at that um, and measure it and do it on purpose. Because if you don't do it on purpose and you're not measuring it, then you're allowing people to, you're allowing the environment to uh, create your brand. And you might not like what you become and what people think of you. Um, so achieving anything, we always have to be looking at ourselves achievement there is an external achievement outside achievement that we're all trying to trying to uh, move towards but there's always two that two heroes journey one is the external but the internal has to always be assessed as well because the big big one the inside journey is the biggest one and every single person is on a path of a of becoming a hero of their own story but if you do not look at the internal journey then the external out, outward achievements is not going to be enjoyed as much as it could have been. I'm going to leave it there. Um, have a great day. Keep moving forward and speak to you soon. Bye. Good morning, fellow achievers. Um, just life is absolutely awesome today. Uh, well, life is awesome every day Um Today I want to talk quickly about emotions, and I've, I, as I always do, I've spoken on my Facebook page uh, in in uh, quite in, intensively. Intensively is that the right word? Um, about this extensively. Sorry, extensively about this. Uh, the the word emotion. Now, when people think about emotions, what tends to happen is we naturally go towards the negative side of emotions. Um, and emotions is not negative. Emotions, I think 80% of, of um, our thinking of emotions, of sadness, depression, um, overwhelm, anger, is due to the fact that social media and the news and all of that, the way they make the sales is through negative emotions. So naturally, we have been trained at a young age to, to have these emotions classified as negative. But what emotions are, are, are actually, if you go down to the core, so if you peel away all the onion layers and go back to the middle, uh, the, the, the actual core, emotions are kinda like your very own sports commentator. And I call emotions life commentator. But if we classify them as a sports commentator, what tends to happen when we watch sports is the commentator tells you every single move the person is doing and sometimes even tells us what they they should be doing and how they should be doing it. And that's what emotions are. So when emotions, when we're having awesome emotions and we're feeling great and we're We're having this pleasurable moments. That's our life commentator in our head saying, this is awesome. Keep doing this. This is pleasurable. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. However, when we have our negative emotions, what tends to happen is because we don't know what the actual emotion is, we start to feel and wallow in that emotion and it takes us down in a spiral and as we start going down this huge stairways that spirals downwards going down into the pits of hell what happens is everything that's always been negative or anything that we've classified as not great rises from the pits of hell and engulfs us. But if we had just stopped whilst we're going down that spiral and said, what is this emotion? Why am I feeling this emotion? All of a sudden, we would have slammed on the brakes because awareness is the key to stopping any emotion. Once we're um, aware that our life commentator is actually saying, whoa, you're feeling overwhelmed you're feeling sad, you're feeling angry, you're feeling depressed, you slam on the brakes. And this is a technique that we use for children, for children that are younger than five, well, younger than 12. Um, but to train children that are under, under the age of five, when a child is throwing a tantrum or they're sad or they're upset in our nursery, what we tend to t- say is we say what we see. So if a child is angry, we say, oh, little Tommy, you're angry. Oh, you're upset. Oh, you're really sad, aren't you? Oh, and we give him a hug. Once we classify the emotion, that emotion all of a sudden shrinks. And once the child is heard and understood, the child naturally nods their head and Lets out their emotion, and they just like a light switch, become better. How is that possible? How is that possible that all of a sudden a child, anyone that's got ch- that got children, if a child is crying and we go down to the level and say oh jim teddy or uh, Jimmy or tommy, you're really sad oh oh, you're really sad you're crying and we allow them to go through that motion we basically told their sports commentator which is being activated their life commentator oh this is what sad is let's change this we were all small kids once we were all small babies isn't that a surprise we were all children when we grew up what happened is we stopped classifying emotions. We start pushing the emotions away. We start to say, no, emotions are bad. Crying is not the best thing to do. Um, And so all the negative emotions got buried. And so we don't know how to deal with overwhelm, sad, anger, depression. We just carry on doing it and going down that big spiral. However, once we know and we say it to ourselves, oh, Ajit, I'm feeling sad. Oh, Ajit. Wow, you're angry. Oh, wow. You are feeling overwhelmed. All of a sudden, you've listened to your life commentator. That emotion slams on the brakes and you halt. And at that point, you think how can I change this? How can I go from this pain that I'm feeling into the awesomeness, the pleasure? And the, the the life commentator will start telling you, this is what you need to do. That's how to do it. And it just takes practice. It takes practice because um, I've done it and I've done it. Over and over again, and I see myself going down the little spiral. And as you go th- down the little spiral, it starts getting faster and faster and bigger. And you and you need to put the h- brakes on. And the only way the brakes are put on is by classifying the motion. Say what you see. Say what you feel to yourself. Listen to your life commentator. And that's uh, the, 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 that's what I want to have just a quick discussion about because in my life. Uh, anyone that does know my, my life when I was uh, younger, I'm just gonna just tell this ex- a quick story. When I was younger, um, I was overweight um, and uh, lack of confidence, and I wanted to build my confidence up and I wanted to lose the weight and I wanted to um, be part of a group. Um, so, when I went when, to gain, gain confidence, when my father went to India, I went with him at the age of 11 or 12. And in, I, I previously mentioned in my previous podcast, I magically lost my voice. Um, it was almost like my vocal cords all got destroyed. And when I came back, nobody could understand me. And I had to go through many different procedures, surgical procedures, to try to get it back, which did not work. Um, and I it was, I classify as six years of silence. Uh, it was an absolute silence. I was mumbling and trying to talk, but it, it was silence almost, because not many people understood me. Um, and from that, I had the f- emotions and the feeling of anger and not being heard. And I used to get into fights, three or four fights every single week at school with my friends. And uh, it was one time when, when I h- had a fight with my older cousin that all of a sudden the emotion of fear came. And that's when I listened to my life commentator that said, you felt this fear? You felt this fear, and you, you, you would have been beaten and you would have been lost you would have lost that fight. How can you make yourself feel better? How can you not have fear again? and that's the day that I, I decided to uh, join martial arts, taekwondo, and I trained very hard, pushing myself every single time I was there, um, breaking all limits, losing my weight, uh, building my confidence um, and gaining my black belt and from, from there I, I had a sense of achievement. However, when I came out, well, I, didn't, I wasn't in anything, but when I had achieved it, I ended up having an, a, 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 a conflict, a fight almost, and the fear came back and the fear hadn't disappeared. And that's when, that's when I realized, I realized that the, the fear, which is false evidence appearing real, that fear... It's just an emotion. It's just a way of the life commentator say, this is what you feel. Now, how can you feel better? And I had a choice of either bringing my fists up and going full out, or I could have actually spoken and, and resolved things and trying to make things better. And which one felt more pleasurable to me, I took. And that was to actually try to resolve it, to negotiate it um, and to actually become friends with with that person. And and we did become very good friends. Um, And that is, that is, that was achieved by listening to Life Commentator. And we just have to remember the emotions that we feel have come from our little baby self. But what has happened is life ha- has told us we are not meant to feel this emotion, so bury it. And so we are un- unable to actually resolve that emotion. We just go down that big, huge spiral all the way down to the pits of hell where everything that's ever happened to us lies. We do not want to hit rock bottom on that spiral. We want to s- slam on the brakes. And the way to slam on the brakes is... Just being aware and listen to your live commentator. So I'm going to finish there. Be awesome. Keep moving things forward. Keep achieving and spreading the love, people. Uh, speak to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Good morning, everyone. It's Saturday and it's a beautiful day. Um, wanted to have a quick recap, a quick reminder for myself. Uh, I've just done a Facebook Live in our Facebook group. So um, a long one about a story about two brothers that were very, very poor and um, wanted to achieve something great. Um, they, wanted to achieve, um, they wanted to achieve riches and wanted to be high flyers like the, the people in the city. And but they, what they truly wanted was for their parents not to continuously work and, and to be able to spend time with them. Now, the two brothers were that poor that they used to get tissues. Uh, sorry, they used to get newspapers and make it into a ball and throw it to each other until it would start raining and the newspaper would turn into mesh. Now, when they would go inside the house, the, the roof would be leaking and there would be no heating. One day, a rich man came up in his chariot and stepped out and the two br- brothers, that big brother and small brother, saw this and the big brother decided that he had enough of being poor and he ran over at full speed, and asked the gentleman, how did you become rich? Now, obviously, the gentleman was startled. He thought this boy was going to mug him, but then he realized that there was a genuine question. So he knelt down and said to him, if you truly want to know how to become rich, there is one secret that you must remember, and this is the secret. Are you ready for it? By that time, the younger brother had come running as well to listen to what was happening. And the rich man said, one secret that changed his world was, if something is worth starting or doing, then start it and do it and never give up. Now the big brother, he didn't understand this, he goes, can you explain it more? I don't get it. What does that mean? And the gentleman repeated it. If something is worth doing, then do it. Start it. It doesn't matter if you're not good at it. Just start it and do it. Because you will become good at it as long as you never give up. And the gentleman stood up, smiled, put his hand on the boy's hair, ruffled it up, and said, have a nice day boys, and he walked off. The bigger brother got it. He went back and explained it to the younger brother. And then the, both the brothers decided to get a job. They got a job and they started adding value to people's lives, Ex, exceptional customer service, serving people, having a servant's heart. But whilst they were doing that, they were helping people. When they were coming on their bikes and the bikes were broken, they were fixing the bikes up for them. Now everyone thought, These, you, you brothers are so great at fixing bikes. Why don't you open up a bike shop or bike do something with bikes? And the two brothers decided that they would, they were young men now, and they decided to open up a bike store and they started creating custom made bikes for anyone that would ask. However, the business was not successful, it was about to shut down, they were about to become bankrupt, they had no more money, they had put all the money into the business. The elder brother remembered at that point when they received a letter from the bank to say that they will be foreclosing, they will be sh- uh, taking the, the shop off them. He remembered what the man had said Never give up. If something's worth doing, just do it and never give up. And at that same point, at that same moment, the brother remembered, the old big brother remembered, a time when the the father had brought a piece of paper that he had found from the outside and, and was making a hover by blowing it up. And the bigger brother had an idea and he told the little brother, let's do this. And they both decided to start working on, on something new, something the world had not seen. People deci- decided to laugh at them. People thought they were, they were, they were silly. People thought they were, they were crazy. They start calling them, you guys, you you brothers. You, what you're doing is wrong. Just don't do that. You just carry on doing what you're doing. You've gone crazy. I know you're you're in tough times, but you guys are doing wrong. You are doing wrong. You are the wrong type of brothers. You are the wrong brothers. And that's when they unveiled their device, their wooden made with engine on it, propelled off a side and flying. For 12 seconds. Everyone looked at this contraption. It's flying. It was able to fly for 12 seconds with mouth mouth opened, gasping in un- the absolute unbelievement that something could fly. <laughs> they laughed. They said, you boys aren't the wrong brothers. You boys are the right brothers. And they were the right brothers. And they fixed up their contraption, made it better, were able to make it fly for two hours. And that was the birth of the first plane by the Wright brothers. Now, the Wright brothers became hugely hugely successful and had lots of chariots. They went back, collected their parents from their broken down house, took them to the big mansion that they owned, and with their wives and children, they lived happily ever after. That is a story I told my children at night, last night, and... Tear, they had tears in their eyes, they thought it was absolutely amazing. Um, Portions of it, it's based on a true story, but portions of it has been changed slightly, mainly the ending. Um, And that is what the message is today. Um, They were able to, anything that's worth doing, the message from the rich guy, anything that's worth doing, just do it, even if you do it poorly, and improve on it quickly by using the attitude of constant and never ending improvement. There's two things that hold us back, is the lack of knowledge, but that's not an excuse anymore because we can Google stuff and we can go on the internet um, and research it and find the information. The second thing is a lack of of persistence. The the muscle that, that we do not have is that the persistence muscle, which means never giving up, keep moving forward. Never give up, if it's worthy, Never give up. And the word never give up. People tend to think, oh, we'll just carry on doing the same thing. No, just like the Wright brothers, they had a bike shop. And they created an airplane. But they didn't give up. And that is the message. Never give up. Keep moving forward. Anything that's worth doing, just do it, even if it's poorly. And keep improving. Have a great day. and speak to you later, Achievers. Bye.